Good morning, everyone. I want to remind you about a great discussion we started yesterday. You know, uh, when Barack Obama was elected and right around the time of his inauguration, very dramatic moment, there was a lot of talk in the United States about are we entering a post-racial world in the United States. There was a lot of pushback on that question. Maybe a better question is that, in fact, we're entering a bi- or multiracial world in the United States. In fact, to put it bluntly, is bi- or multiracial the new black? I'm the son of a black man from Kenya and a white woman from Kansas. I am married to a black American who carries within her the blood of slaves and slave owners, an inheritance we pass on to our two precious daughters. I have brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, uncles, and cousins of every race and every hue scattered across three continents. And for as long as I live, I will never forget that in no other country on earth is my story even possible. Back in March of 2008, President Obama perhaps nailed the universal American story of race. And it didn't take Barack Obama yesterday to tee up our conversation. Listen. I have two daughters. One, I guess, all white, and the other is half Hispanic, and that's what we like to say, is half Hispanic. My husband is a refugee from Sudan, and I am, quote-unquote, a white American. Our children have self-identified. One is being cinnamon, the other one is being caramel. I've been labeled paste, which I changed to milk, and my husband as coffee. So I guess we're all in the food group category now. So those listeners called 8778-MY-TAKE to join in the conversation. You can also go to thetakeaway.org to join the conversation. And joining us this morning to talk about your stories is Jared Ball, professor of communication studies at Morgan State University. Jared also has a story on being multiracial in Black Magazine, BLAC, which stands for Black Life, Arts, and Cultures. It's an editorial partner of our Takeaway affiliate, WDET in Detroit. Jared, good morning. Good morning to you and your listeners. Good morning. You know, this uh, it was it was great to hear people responding to to this conversation and not so much about the sort of identifier aspect of it, but just as a way of sharing. This is our interesting way that we either got here or or what our family consists of. People love to talk about this melting pot such as it is in your particular case. um, What is the pressure to identify in one or another group, Jared? Well, I mean, I would probably start with the fact that because of the uh, the, the the sort of broader and uh, uh, macro uh, insanity of race and racial categorization, the the pressure comes from uh, people themselves being forced into uh, certain uh, uh, forms of identity that are themselves confused. I mean, whether you know uh, the the. the the broader categories of white and black are themselves confused. So uh, when people are, who appear to be on the racial borders, so to speak, uh, appear to, to, to folks, uh, there, there is a pressure to, to uh, place them within the more uh, dominant categories, uh, not only to place them, but so that the person doing the placing can place themselves right. as well. So, so we've, we've got two categories here. One is the sort of joy of noting the various heritages that constitute anybody's family in the United States, and that's a sort of a personal joy. But then there's this anxiety associated with being forced to identify yourself one way or another because of the way your community or a certain community views your background. Listen to these two responses, and let's see if we can figure out which category they go in. My name is Lucien Corbury from Savannah, Georgia. I'm biracial. My mother is white. My father is black. And I definitely consider myself black. Pretty much our surroundings do it for us. 
growing up in Jim Crow South, we are definitely given that terminology. We're called racial slurs, and we are considered black. My name is Enrique Huerta. I am American, but of Bolivian descent. But when people hear that I'm Bolivian, they say, you don't look Bolivian, and it's because I'm a Bolivian of European descent. Bolivians don't identify me as one of their own, and I'm also not thought of as being white, so I guess I'm Latin. Jared uh, Ball, in both cases, those are individuals who express a certain amount of anxiety about being categorized, in a certain sense, against their will. You can relate to that. Well, I can. I mean, you know, as I as I told one of your producers, my father is black and my mother a, a European descended Jew. Uh, but uh, so what we have here are the differences not only in terms of the race, the, the white black, more popular binary, but but others that you know complicate this as well. Which is why I think it's important that to to whatever extent uh, uh, terms like bi or multiracial take people away from. Uh, recognizing the conflict that is race even to this day, and that whereas those of us who are, who are often described as bi or multiracial are not so much as representing sort of this grand rainbow as much as we represent sort of a, uh, of, a of a conflict point, a, a nexus of of, uh, uh, of of conflicting identities that have you know to this day a power struggle that is right. based in what is still a white supremacist uh, racist society. So I think it's important that people you know uh, reach certain uh, conclusions for themselves, but then there also has to be, I think, a political identity that people are, go- are, are either forced or should be, I think, compelled to adopt, so that whatever we may say of ourselves, that we don't let that our self-definition uh, or our self-identity uh, um, uh, uh, take us away from the conflict that, again, is race, and that does have real material consequences for the people who are racialized as black or other but, uh, uh, in this society. Right, but how do, you, how do you make the case that this is a white supremacist society with a multi- multiracial president right now? Well, there's a lot to be said in that, but we would have to ask the question about uh, uh, who, for instance, who are Obama's sponsors? What role is, is his racial identity supposed to play in denying race? Like I've, I've argued that he is sort of the exception that proves the rule in the society mm. of black inferiority that says, look, we may be a white supremacist, we can't be seen as a white supremacist society because if the black world can produce somebody as worthy of the presidency as Barack Obama, we'll happily put him there. But to the extent that he has denied us a proper discussion of race, that he's public described himself as a mutt, which I think for a lot of us is, is, a, is, is a troubling term, uh, and has denied us a more aggressive and appropriate discussion of race in this country. I think it causes more problems than it has solved. All right, Jared Bell, Assistant Professor of Communication Studies at Morgan State University. He has a story on being multiracial coming out in Black Magazine, which is an editorial partner of our affiliate WDET. Join this multiracial conversation. 8778 My Take. Is it about identity or is it about politics? Post a comment at thetakeaway.org. 